Welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. It is 2020 and 2022. I almost said it's 2020. Thank God I didn't say that. This is the first episode of the new year and surprise, it's a solo episode again. And you know what? We're going to be changing it up a little bit on the podcast. We are going to kind of start having themes for each month. So each month is going to have a new theme. So this year or this month, the new theme is kind of like getting yourself really like set up for the new year. The whole new year, new you concept, which is kind of BS, which is actually what we're going to talk about today. Jumping right into that, this new year, new you, it's just so worn out. Like, is that actually a thing? Don't think we're like any different than we were like a few weeks ago, just like slightly a few pounds heavier from like all the holiday goodness and like maybe like slightly refreshed. So I don't really believe we're any different, but I do really think it is time to assess your life and see what's working and what's not. Now I am a, you know, very ripe old age of 26. So I've experienced a lot in my life. Actually, fun fact, the other day I was making a TikTok. I was saying, you know, I'm a 27 year old who's never seen The Bachelor. And I was like, wait, that's not true. I'm actually 26. I always do that. I age myself up a year when I like just turned 26. But regardless, I have a new series on my TikTok where I'm going to watch The Bachelor for the very first time. I know it's wild. I'm literally a 26 year old who has never seen The Bachelor. I actually think it's really stupid. And I'm like, so appalled by that, but check that out on wannabe it girl podcast. Regardless, I'm very experienced. So I have a lot of life lessons to share here. Um, I'm totally kidding, but I'm not going to lie. I think I've learned some lessons along the way so far. Some of these lessons that like, I think I've learned have been really like impactful for me. And it might not be something you struggle with at all right now. Or, you know, you could really be struggling with something right now and I have no concept of what that is, but this is not like a comparing game or competition. So, you know, but I've realized really recently in my, you know, new year downtime that something that's really important to me is carrying a narrative. I really care about this podcast platform and I care about challenging others thinking and to make sure to make people laugh. So that being said, here are a list of things I've compiled to keep you on track with your new year. Okay. This is on some level a very talked about topic these days, but if you need to go to therapy or you need help, you should really go. The stigma has very much changed. I think in the last couple of years, we've become so therapy positive, which is incredible. And I'm really happy that we have, but I still think that some people think like going once to therapy is the game and like it's a consistency thing. So if you think you need therapy, you do. And if you don't think you need therapy, but someone has recommended it to you, you should probably give it a try. So like there's no shame in going. I know everyone says that, but like if you need the help, you should just go. I've been going to therapy for five years now. And, you know, something I really want people to see if you haven't ever gone to therapy is it's not a one shop stop. Like you don't get to go to therapy once and walk out the door and be changed. Like the first time you go, I'm pretty sure I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're like just assessing like 
what actually makes you happy. And like, they're just checking your levels. So like, I don't even think there's anything super to be gained by going to a therapist once. Like that's not taking charge of your mental health. And so, you know, I know it can be kind of scary to commit to going to a place or talking to someone on the phone every single week. You know, there's so many accessible ways to go to therapy now, but the committing to it is so important because it's going to take so long. I mean, I have been in therapy literally for five years and there was like even a moment I was kind of like, do I need to stop going to therapy? Like, am I totally fixed? And it's like, no, then you kind of start to realize like you have other things that you didn't even realize were like, you know, holding you back in your life. And so I think by going to therapy, what you're really doing is saying like, I don't want to be held back by this anymore. But, you know, also if you haven't been a therapist before, therapy is like kind of like dating and like, that's not talked about enough. Like the first therapist I ever went to, I think I was 16 and I went in New Mexico and it was like this elderly guy who was supposed to have like specialty working with teenagers. And like, it was just like horribly unreliable. And I was just like crying the whole time and it was awful. And like, it really made me like, not like I knew I didn't want to keep going, going to see him, but like not a good fit. So like, you're going to have to try multiple different therapists. Luckily, the second time I tried, she was just like perfect, but that's like extremely rare. One of my like really good friends started seeing a therapist and they actually had to stop seeing each other because the therapist said like, you know, we talk to each other too much like friends. Like, I don't really think I'm helping you. So like, you know, just cause they, they were recommended or like they're the closest location to you or whatever might not mean they're the right therapist. So you know, that being said, also, you know, if you think that you are struggling with something and you need to see a psychiatrist and like they recommend medication for you. And if you want to take it, if you don't want to take it, that's a completely different thing. If they recommend medication for you and you want to take it because you think it could really help you, honestly, you're going to have to make that call on your own. Nobody's going to be able to help you. 2021, I actually went off my anxiety medication for the first time since I had graduated in 2018. And, you know, yes, I'm really proud to be off the medication. Like, even though I'm still supplementing with not daily medication, but, you know, it was a struggle for me to go on it because I felt like, oh, I don't need this. Like, you know, this is made up or like, you know, this is science, you know, and the pharmaceutical people telling me I need this. And it's like, no, like I knew I needed it. And honestly, I can't explain to you how much it's changed my life. Like, even though I'm not like an extremely successful person or anything, I could not be handling the amount of things I'm handling without it now on top of consistently remaining in therapy. So, you know, it might be hard to admit it or it might be hard to admit it. I didn't tell anyone. I mean, I kind of did tell people eventually that I was like on anxiety meds or whatever, but the hardest thing was admitting it to myself. So point blank is if you need to go to therapy or you need help, you should go and you should be consistent. Okay. So there's going to be years you don't kill it. 2021 was actually not my finest year at all. I had complete lack of focus. Like I was horribly COVID depressed, which is hard for me to admit because in 2020, I was extremely COVID proactive. I got so much done for my acting career and... 2021, I think like the depression had just like completely caught up with me. Like I remember going into 2021, I didn't set a single goal. I didn't write anything down. And like, that was 
now, like towards the end of 2021, I was freaking the fuck out because I didn't have any goals to achieve because I hadn't set anything. And it's just like so hard to compare those years where you like absolutely killed it. Like my senior year of college, like I felt like I absolutely killed it. Like I was working out all the time. I was going out, I was having like tons of partying and like fun times to like the next year being extremely focused, working towards like an acting career and like really getting initial steps done really, really quickly to having a year that was unexpected of COVID and then to like completely a total lack of focus. It's just like, you know, when you look at times of in your life where you're like, oh, I was absolutely killing it to like, I wasn't crushing it at all. I think it's going to be sucks. I mean, it sucks, but the truth is like, you're not going to kill it every other year, every year, (laughs) not going to kill it every other year whatever. You're not going to kill it every year. And, you know, sometimes like that sucks. Like I've seen kids, I've gone to college with like literally kill it in their fields really quickly. And like actors who book stuff all the time, but you know, there were other things going on in my life. And like, that's kind of what, you know, I got to focus on and it wasn't my lack of wanting to do those things. It was just like, that was just not going to happen for me right now. Um, you know, it's not always going to be the biggest and the best year, but at the end of the day, even though I'm not like the extremely happiest with the outcome of 2021 from you, I was still really consistent. Like I was still very clearly going for my acting dreams. I mean, remained really consistent with this podcast. And so if you're not having a kill it year, my recommendation is you got to stay on the path. I mean, everyone says it's a marathon, not a sprint and having a not killing it year. You just have to remember it's a marathon. Okay. Next on the list is we have to stop pretending. For me, this is lying to myself. Um, I used to lie to myself a lot about which you know, things I could really handle and how much I could actually take on. I'm totally recovering people pleaser. And, you know, I would just lie that I could do everything I wanted to do. And like, yes, I was lying to people about it and I would still do everything to make sure I wouldn't let those people down. But the truth is I was horribly lying to myself what I could actually take on. So take those five extra seconds to respond to anything in life. I mean, you have to listen to your gut instinct about what you should do, how you should handle it, whatever. But take five seconds to really assess if you are lying to yourself about what you can take on. I mean, I operate out of a huge fear of judgment of others. And like looking back, like, you know, it's it's hard to move forward in a direction that you want if you're being thrown off your course by doing other things. So you have to stop pretending like what's helping you and what's hurting you. And it's a honestly very hard conversation, but if you don't build those boundaries, then you're not going to have them. So if you don't have them, you've got to start using them. Or you have to start building them now because if you don't have them, you're just going to get used the entire time. Not like used horribly, but like used and not helping yourself. So in that regard, that leads me literally so nicely into my next one, which is you have to be selfish. Selfish gets such a bad rap. It kind of kills me how bad the word selfish sounds. But the truth is to be like literally a badass, like you don't have time for everything. Like you notice people who are 
you know, really like badass or like bad bitch energy, whatever, they don't have time for other things. And so like, they're kind of guarded and like putting that out there. So, you know, honestly, people probably don't ask them to do that stuff, but you know, you have to protect yourself. And if you're somebody who protects yourself too much, you absolutely fucking ignore this. You need to get out there more. But if you're somebody who is spread too thin or giving yourself like too much outward openness, like maybe pull it back and protect yourself a little bit more. You know, it does have to be all about you at the end of the day. I had a big, big pink wake up call that like, I wasn't chasing my dreams. Like I was half-assedly chasing mine. And like, I was willing so much more to take other work to help other people move themselves forward in their career and whatever it may be instead of pushing myself forward. It's it's a classic example of like, you have to put your life vest on first. I know it's like so corny, but like, if you are not taking care of yourself in any regard, you're going to drown. And like, there's no way you can move forward doing anything you want. If you're taking care of everybody else, like I, there was at one point, like I literally felt like, you know, those like child swimmies that you have in like a pool when you're learning to swim, like everybody else was like in a full boat. And I was like, Oh, I just need one swimmy to swim because like, I'm not badass. No, you're not. You need a full life jacket. So take care of yourself. Um, that being said, sometimes like you're going to have to cut people out. Um, we're going to start talking a lot about that more, but I'm just going to leave it there that if somebody is not a fan of you or doesn't help you in your life, then you don't have time to spend with them. So when I kind of like viewing your, your own personal wealth as like money, that sounds really bougie, but if you're spending your money of yourself on other people, like you're going to be poor. Um, that actually did sound really like snotty and luxurious, which is like funny, uh, because I feel like people who comes up with like, you're Prada, um, I'm Prada, you're not a, like are probably girls who are like at home, like with a Michael Kors person, like don't know the difference between that and like a Prada bag. Like, I don't know. Um, so it's, that's funny, but it sounded cool in the moment. Um, you know, you want to be the best at blank, whatever the best at whatever blank is. So if you want to be the best, you better put yourself first before putting somebody else in line first, because if you're not going to put yourself first in your line, like there is no stranger or random person or savior out there who's going to pick you out of the line and move you forward. So you have to do that for yourself. Okay. Next. The biggest way to get over an insecurity is to be honest about it. Okay. That could be publicly or privately. For me, I think it's point blank what I'm insecure about. Like I'm totally a wannabe. I, for the longest time in my life, like especially before college, like right when I was 18, like I couldn't pinpoint where that changed, but I always wanted to be somebody else. I wanted to be the hottest, the coolest, the golden girl, the girl that things like just come easy to the most talented, whatever. And that was like the it girl. And I was just always never that. And I labeled myself that way. And, you know, I was like, I'm, I want it. I want it so bad. Like I, I couldn't eat. I just was obsessed with it. I couldn't be anything else, but like wanting to be that person. And, you know, I'm with, I'm like Murphy. I don't know. I'm not like, I don't have it all together all the time. I mean, sometimes now the irony is like, I think like, oh my God, I'm such an it girl. And like, I have it all together. I'm so cool. And at the same time, like I'm probably the lamest person in the entire world. 
And once, like, I kind of admitted, like, oh, like, kind of being, like, a wannabe Murphy person and, like, just trying really hard and, like, not giving a fuck and having a good laugh about it, that it girl thing lost so much weight. And now I have no idea of, like, what that is. Like, that concept is such BS to me on some level. But I also love it. Like, we're not getting rid of it at all. Like, I love the idea so much. But, like, I I couldn't pinpoint it now anymore. When at one point it was so clear that it, it was just everything I was not. But now I have no idea what it is. That being said, the It Girl. The It Girl concept has flown the coop for me. I think it has for a lot of people. You know, we're just going to keep debunking whatever that it girl life may be. So that being said, you know, there's a lot to take on, I think, with this year, like leaving things in the past that you don't need, assessing what you want, the typical New Year's, new you BS, which is so dry and boring. But at the same time, like it's interesting to like shift through it. You know, like I said, you might be struggling with some of these things or not at all. I have no idea. But shout out to my one hater who is listening to this, if anybody's fucking listening to this. And we'll see you next week. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and leave a review for the show. Support the show in any way you can. Honestly, I'm probably fucking desperate. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week.